Mr. Kazan says, Zazen, though we speak of practice, it is practice without any doing. That is to say, the body doesn't do anything, the mouth does not recite anything, the mind does not think anything. And yet, this is also a practice that according to circumstances and needs, there is counting breath, breathing, labeling thought, being koan, all sorts of other whole practices. And yet, not doing anything. So this is a good lead-in to my last quote from Joko. Since each day I've picked a quote, or I should say I picked a number of quotes and then had to figure out each day which was most appropriate of the five that I've picked. Joko says, when we're lost in thought, in our illusions, what have we lost? Please reflect on that for a moment. And then I'll continue Joko. When we are lost in thought, in our illusions, what have we lost? We've lost reality. Close quote. We've lost reality. A contemporary of Master Kazan, more or less, Dayo Kokushi. Kokushi means national teacher. Dayo, national teacher, has a verse, a set of verses on Zen, on Zazen. There is a reality even prior to heaven and earth. Indeed, it has no form, much less a name. Eyes fail to see it. It has no voice for ears to detect. To call it mind or Buddha violates its nature, for it then becomes like a visionary flower in the air. Not mind, not Buddha absolutely quiet and yet illuminating in a mysterious way. It allows itself to be perceived only by the clear-eyed. It is Dharma 
truly beyond form and sound. It is the way having nothing to do with words. Wishing to entice the blind, the Buddha has playfully let words escape his golden mouth. Heaven and earth are ever since filled with entangling briars. O my good worthy friends gathered here, if you desire to listen to the one, excuse me, if you desire to listen to the thunderous voice of the Dharma, exhaust your words, empty your thoughts, for then you may come to recognize this one essence. We might say, then we might come to recognize all these true names of our open heart. And yet, what is our practice? What is it that they're both encouraging us in terms of Zazen? So I'll bring in one other, actually two other, assistants. Joko makes it very clear. Reality. And yet, Dayo Kokushi says, there is a reality even prior to heaven and earth. That's exactly what Joko's talking about. And yet, not so easy and clear. So, Haku and Zenji, uh, about three to hundred plus years after Dayo Kakushi and Keizan, Zenji, wrote a song of Zazen. Zazen Wasen. Wasen. Sentient beings are primarily all Buddhas. Like ice and water. Apart from water, no ice can exist. Outside sentient beings, where do we find Buddhas? Not knowing how near the truth is, we seek it far away. What a pity. We are like a person who in the midst of water cries in thirst so imploringly. We are like the child of a rich person who wandered away among the poor. Sentient beings are primarily all Buddhas. That's every one of us. And don't even get caught by sentient beings. We get ideas of who is and isn't sentient beings. But in the Dharma, all beings are sentient beings. Certainly, from 
the smallest bug to humans to all the largest of creatures were included in Hakuin's sentient beings. And I assume if they had known, and they couldn't have, of microscopic creatures, those too would be included in sentient beings. Primarily, we are all Buddhas. Primarily, we only meet Buddhas. But don't even be limited by such things. Are trees sentient beings? Some would say yes. Certainly some scientists say yes. But we don't even have to worry about that. In the 13th century, well, actually I should go back much further, but let's start with the 13th century. Dogen talks of, he quotes praisingly a poem written by a 8th century Chinese Zen practitioner. This was written upon his awakening and then he brought it to his teacher Guishan who approved it. The sound of the valley stream is his great tongue, his as in Buddha's, but his. The colors of the mountain are his pure body. In the night I have heard the 84,000 verses, teaching of the Buddha, but how to tell the people the next day. Dogen quotes this in a chapter, a fascicle of Shobogenzo titled Keisei San Shoku, which is sound of the valley, color, color of the mountain. So, Certainly, we're broadening all the Buddhas we are intimate with. Another chapter in that, in the Shobo Genzo titled Sansui Kyo, Mountain and River Sutras. Dogen writes, Mountains and Rivers right now are the actualization of the ancient Buddha way, each abiding in its phenomenal expression realizes completeness. Because mountain and rivers have been active since before the empty eon, they are alive at this moment. So, mountains and rivers are the body of the Buddha, our body, mountains and rivers. Outside sentient beings, outside beings, where do we find Buddhas? Not knowing how near the truth is, we seek it far away. What a pity. Colors of the mountain are his pure body. 
The sound of the valley stream is his great tongue. Is our life great tongue? But here in Champaign, since there aren't valley streams here or mountains, our sound is the sound of the traffic on prospect is his great tongue, the Buddha's great tongue. The reality prior to heaven and earth, the colors of the mountain, the bright sunlight and the darkness in the night are his pure body. Even earlier, in the late Tang Dynasty, there was a master who was asked, Can you hear the teaching of the insentient? And there's a dialogue connected to that where he in a sense, challenges the questioner, saying, you don't even hear my teaching. How can you hear the teaching of the insentient? So, what if this is all the reality we've lost when we're caught in thought in our illusions and delusions. And yet, we can't lose it. See? Not knowing how near this truth is, we think we have to look elsewhere, somewhere. See? We, in all the forms of our being, are primarily all Buddhas, except when we're lost in thought, entangled in holding and attachment, if I say it that way, or clinging to illusions, as Joko says, she's in a, when we're lost in our illusions. But, Hakuin is not going to let us off because he wants to encourage us. Remember, he's bringing this together to in a song of Zazen, a song encouraging Zazen. When, and this is, remember, an English translation. So don't get too stuck on the specific words that he used. But he says, if we concentrate within and testify to the truth that self-nature is no nature, we have really gone beyond foolish talk. The gate of oneness of cause and effect is open. The path of non-duality, non-trinity runs straight ahead. And what's the way? To regard the form of no form as form. Whether going or returning, we cannot be 
any place else. Can't be any place else than this reality of our life. If we see clearly regarding the thought of no thought as thought, the thought of no thought, the form of no form, to regard the thought of no thought as thought, whether singing or dancing, we are the voice of the Dharma. How boundless the cleared sky of samadhi, how transparent the perfect moonlight of the fourfold wisdom. At this moment, what more need we seek? As the truth eternally reveals itself, this very place is the lotus land of purity. This very body is the body of the Buddha. This very body. He's talking to all of us. He's talking to all of us. The form of no form, the thought of no thought. That's not being lost in thought, not being lost in illusion. That's the Zazen that all of these ancestors are encouraging us. That's what Joko's encouraging. Being just this moment. That's calling all my true names so we can open the heart and be compassion's way. And yet, it's all just this very reality moment that is our life, not anywhere else. Dogen, to bring him back for one last time, in Fukan Zazengi, which many of us are familiar with because we recited it in past sessions, and some of you do it several times a week, there's a phrase where in describing what Zazen is, what Zazening is, Dogen quotes an earlier Chan master, I think he's late tongue, might be early sung, but I'm not sure. I didn't get to check. It's Master Yao Shan. When he's asked, what do you do when you do Zazen? He says, I think not thinking. And if you know Japanese and Dogen uses the phrase fushirio. So the disciple asks Master Yaoshan, what is to think not thinking? So Yaoshan says, non-thinking. Hishirio. This is the essential art of Zazen. 
not so different from what we started with Keizan's Zenji's. Practice without any doing. Thinking, reality, all fine. All just this functioning of who exactly we are. With when we're human. Trees do treeing. We do zazening. And yet, it's a reality prior to heaven and earth. Or we could say it differently, a reality that isn't contained in our stories about it. Therefore, we can tell the story of the form of no form. That's exactly form. See, that's seeing the form. That's calling by all the true names. Then we can think the thought of no thought, which is exactly thought. And yet, it's not lost in thought or lost in illusion, which Joko's talking about, or caught in self-centered dream, if we use that phrase. When then we lose the reality, despite the fact The truth is most near, most intimate, exactly as we are, being the body, doing, not doing any particular thing, thinking, not thinking any particular thing. Outside of our life, no Buddhas. Outside of all we encounter, no Buddhas. We only encounter Buddha after Buddha in all the myriad forms of our life, except when we're lost in thought about them and in judgment about them. Then we're not clear-eyed. Clear-eyed, lost in illusion, same direction. Then We're stuck with the forms and sounds and words and then we can't, in a sense, go through them to write where they are. Then they can be the words of no words as words, the thoughts of no thoughts as thoughts, the forms of no forms, exactly the forms of our life or to say it differently, the great tongue of our Buddha life, the great body of our body of Buddha. Okay, talk too much. So, I will stop here and maybe there's something useful we can explore together. That way we know this is fully manifested right here now. There is no Buddha 
or Buddha nature other than what's the Buddha nature fully manifested right here and now as we as I mentioned quoted I don't remember which day yesterday maybe the day before okay if you need to be move or change your position please be more comfortable Translations, but the hardest translation is to bring it back full circle to translate the Dharma as it's spoken or as we read it and hear it and back into experience. Yeah. That's the hardest translation. The words are a support, they're not it, but they're encouragement and pointers. They are it. They're exactly it. But we sometimes can't hear them until we could hear them. So, we sometimes have to say, no, it has no form, much less a name. And therefore, if we look for it with our eyes to see it, Unfortunately, most of the time what we see is our thoughts and judgments that our eyes quickly translate this reality of the moment into. Notice, Dayo Kokoshi even criticizes the Buddha. He says, the Buddha has playfully let words escape his mouth, his golden mouth, ever since entangling briars all over. And yet, we need to use our words as best we can to encourage us to what is most intimate, what we can't be away from because it doesn't exist apart from our very life. Our very life isn't inside this bag of bones, but it's not anywhere else as well. It's just right here. We use the word reality, great. Of course. Going from one language to another language to another language, you have to trust in the skill of the translators. But the words are encouragement for the practice and then the practice becomes embodied in how 
it's expressed in the words and sometimes the words can take us past our preconceptions and our limitations so it's useful to bring them up sure I'm just saying that what am I saying? I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's easy, especially for people uh, like me, I'll just say like me, um, to, to kind of hold on to the concepts, to hold on to the mm-hmm. ideas, to hold on to the thoughts, and, yeah. and you know, to think there's something there that's not experiential. And, and to forget, to, to miss the opportunity to translate that dharma, that message, those words, back into the experience that generated them in the first place. Yeah. 10,000 or 1,000 or 100 years ago. Well, which is exactly why these are just encouragements for our zazening, which is exactly why most of the day I'm not here talking. I do it because it's called for in the tradition <laughs> and it's my job but we really could do Sashin without Dharma talk. Well, we don't need to uh, give you that. Uh, it's a hard job. It's not a matter of entertaining or giving you new ideas. I've said many times, no need to remember a thing that I say if something resonates and is useful fine and if it isn't don't worry about it. It's just some more sounds. It's not as wonderful as the sound of the valley stream, maybe, to our ears, but still. If there's something there, great. Yeah. Well, uh, Joker was saying something about that uh, lost in, in delusion. She, what she said, hey, I'll read the quote yeah. again. When we're lost in thought, or lost in our delusions, illusions, illusions, I-L-L-U-S-I-O-N-S, lost in thought, in our delusions, what have we lost? We use the expression, I'm lost in thought. So what is it we've lost then? Well, I like your answer. <laughs> However... <laughs> there's a, that lost in, in the illusion you know that we at least for myself I find myself I really believe those things exist my, yeah. my, my these thoughts I think they're real they're the beliefs and ideas they, I mean I base my life sometimes and my decisions on stuff that I think up and, and yeah. pretend is true and I don't see all the time that uh, it's just you know fake news well, <laughs> until until we bump into the facts, so to speak, of our life, where the those thoughts and what you want to base on it give you more trouble than what you want, and then you say, "Where? Why do I get all these troubles? I figured it out. It's supposed to go the way I thought it was." I was sure of what would make me happy and here I am, I got it and I'm not happy. Or here I am and you fill in. Not even happy. I'm not satisfied. I'm suffering. Or I bump into other people who've got other ideas and 
Now we've got to duke it out, so to speak. Or I've got to put up with them telling me their good ideas and why mine are not right. Or simply, the experience of our life in the midst of what we figured out or feared or hoped for, at some point it becomes clear where we're out of touch, if I use that phrase, where we've lost reality, where we've sat for a period of zazen but have not, are not here, or eaten a meal and haven't tasted the food that we prepared and our tongue and mouth worked on, and yet I don't know what it was. Where did it go? I find myself feeding on ideas and fantasies and, and uh, projections of yeah. what might happen. And I, then, then when, when, when I arrive at whatever I think, that's got, it never fills me. Yeah. Still well, that's why whether it's Dogen, Keizan, Dayo Kokushi, Kokushi means national teacher, so national teacher Dayo. And Zenji means Zen master. It's honorifics. They all encourage you, encourage us to not hold on to the words and thoughts or forms or ideas we have. And yet not to go looking elsewhere to think that the it's not the thought that's the problem, it's the getting lost in the thought. Joko doesn't say, don't have thoughts. She says, when we're lost in the thoughts. Thoughts are just another part of being human. Otherwise, there's other creatures we could be, and, we, and they have their own forms of thoughts. But we're, these are addressing humans, because that's what we are. But she does say, Notice the thoughts. When that's necessary, when you're caught up in them, yes, that's the skillful practice. But noticing the thoughts is just a step A or a prelude to popping into the present moment, to opening to the present moment, to experiencing the present moment, being just this moment. So, because we're so certain that the thoughts are where I need, you know, I need to figure out more thoughts, and then I need to do more with those figuring out emotions about this, because that's what's going to do, but it doesn't seem to work. So I do more thinking about the thoughts. And yet all of them (coughs) that I've quoted, whether Joko or all the others, or even your own experience, you know that it's only in opening up that grasping to the thought or grasping to the name and your judgments and thoughts about it. Only if we open that hand so that we can rest in, if you want to say, experiencing. Be the experiencing that's never anywhere else. It's because we're in the middle of the water and yet we yell, I don't have any water, I don't 
have the experiencing. Then we miss it. We miss what we always are. It's not we're anywhere else. Not knowing how near the truth is, we seek it far away. What a pity. I didn't read this part, but we are like a person in the midst of water, cries in thirst so imploringly. Yes, I did read that. I don't remember what I read, what I didn't see. We are like the child of a rich person who wandered away among the poor and then lives as if we don't have experience. We don't have the natural riches that we're endowed with by our life. See? We're endowed with, if I use stinky or fancy words, Buddha nature. But we close up our heart. And we add on judgments and explanations and likes and dislikes and all sorts of more so that no name are true names. We don't call anyone we meet by the true name. We can't see the form of no form exactly as the forms of our life. See, that's true names is exactly the name of no name. That's exactly the name. It's not something else. It's not something mysterious. It's because we aren't willing to live this non-duality life, if we say it that way, or this self... What does he say? Testify to the truth that self-nature is no nature. That's how Hakuin puts it. Then, if we can do that, testify with our life, which is what practice is, testifying. Testifying by embodying. Testifying by our functioning. Zazen is testifying. Testifying, testifying. Not because we have to say anything to anyone or even to ourselves. We simply embody the reality of the moment and that's the testimony of the reality in this experiencing, how it is this moment. In spite of our wanting to give stories to it rather than see it as the no nature or if I say it a different way, as this ongoing changing this moment as is. All of those are just words. You wonder, he says, the gate of oneness of cause-effect is opened. It's another nice phrase. If it's useful, good. If it's not, throw it away. No need. None of this needs to be remembered. Nothing needs to be remembered because what we're talking about is what's our natural inheritance see natural inheritance you're the child of rich people it's naturally yours there's water all around you everywhere you look you're just in the midst of water every sound is the sound of the valley stream on the tongue of, if I say, the Buddha's tongue. All the colors you see are his pure body. In the night I have heard the 84,000 verses of the teaching of the Buddha. 
84,000, that's just a number to express it. See? If mountains and rivers are the natural actualization of the Buddha way, you too are the natural actualization. Nothing else. If you want, you can go read those fascicles, but you don't need to read anything else. It's the most intimate thing. Hearing, seeing, smelling. That's why Zazen is so simple. There's no particular doing that needs to be added on to the very being present that we are. And then there are all sorts of doings needed according to circumstances. If your leg is too painful, you need to move it and get a chair. Fine. That's a fine doing. Responding to the pain. If the bell rings, you bow and you stand up. Fine doing of non-doing. You don't have to figure it out. And we get to notice when we're caught up in figuring out and saying, well, that bell went too early. It went too late. Why did it take so long? My legs hurt so much. She must have not wanted to let me get up. And etc., etc., that we can dream up. So... So all of this is encouragement to, in a sense, as what Joko said a few days earlier, or she didn't say, I read a few days earlier, the point of practice is to close the gaps to reduce the amount of time that we spend being absent. Absent from what? Absent from our life. Absent caught in our self-centered dream. That's all it is. That's all that's called attention to the of the present moment, being this present moment. Otherwise, she says, when our attention, our being this present moment falters and we drift into some version of I have to have it my way, then a gap appears. A gap in reality, as is. Even though there is no gap, can't be a gap, we somehow create a gap for ourselves. And then, when we have a gap, uh, well, we all know what consequences can be. But if you want to stay in the gap, fine. It's hard enough to do even if we want to do zazen. If we want to let go of the lost in thought, lost in illusions, so that to come back to embracing this reality as is. If you don't want to, then you get not to for till till you say, okay, I've been off somewhere. I'm talking too much. If someone else has something to say, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say it keeps coming to me that that's why we said it. Yeah. Because the the what Jim was naming, which are the constructs of thought, then we believe it, 
and we get lost in it, and we think that's our life. And it's not until I sit for sometimes long periods of time that I get even the taste of this reality that mm -hmm. is holding all of us in this perfectly, really, I don't know what to say about it. It's perfect. And then I get lost in thought again, and it's very imperfect. It's very whatever it is, you know. And then I sit and I come back, and it's so it must be so hard to teach, <laughs> you know. I keep hearing you say these really confounding things, but there's a part of my experience that knows the truth of that, but the way I've learned everything in my whole life is through mental constructs and you we're saying no that's not it let that go and so it's just like what a trip yeah. <laughs> well, since you use that word and said hard to teach you get the bonus the bonus is another quote from joko that i <laughs> it's on this sheet it's the last one here that i hadn't used yet but she says something about when I won't do the whole, she says, we sometimes think we need a teacher, when, especially when things are difficult, baffling, or upsetting. But she says, no, you may need a guide, you may need it made clear how to practice with your life, but there is only one teacher. What is that teacher? What is that teacher? Life you all know. Life. life itself. So that's, yeah, there's functions. I can talk here. You can have all sorts of guides, but they're guides for the practice. There's nothing you're going to get from someone else that's going to take care of it. There'll be help, but all the words that I read, the words Joko writes, the words Dogen, Kazan, I can name anyone, the words of the Buddha are just encouragement unless you can grasp that for yourself, for ourselves. They're encouragement and they're guides. So, if there's no, no one else, thank you very much.